0: Welcome, everybody, to the PCC Institute for Health Professionals podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Pete Wright, and I am here uh, with the wonderful Dr. Olga Heiss. Uh, Olga, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Pete. Uh,
0: So we're talking about phlebotomy today. Apart from being one of the best and most interesting words in our language, can you describe what phlebotomy is
1: Well, the phlebotomy is a professional skill as well as a process of collecting blood samples from patients for multiple reasons. One of them could be laboratory testing. Phlebotomy also can be used in blood collecting services like Red Cross. Another application would be therapeutic phlebotomy. Uh, For instance, when patient has an evidence of iron overload, so we can withdraw some blood and make patient feel better.
0: Okay, okay. So we're talking about a a phlebotomist would be uh, the actual person who is uh, collecting blood from the patient. They may be working in in a laboratory setting, uh, but but as you say, they may also be working in the field or in a a specific clinic, not just uh, in a lab in a hospital.
1: That's correct. Phlebotomist could be employed by multiple different services in healthcare settings. It could be hospitals. It could be clinic. As as I mentioned, phlebotomist could participate in diagnostic procedures, collecting a specimen for the future testing. Okay. Soft treating, as well as phlebotomies could be employed for collecting blood and a blood donation centers.
0: Okay, okay. So uh, I, I imagine, and I'm, I'm only saying this because I myself am, uh, tend to be a little bit sensitive to needles. Uh, I imagine it takes a very special kind of person to work with people like me uh, in the area of taking blood. How, how does one know if phlebotomy is the right profession for them?
1: Well, you're absolutely right, Pete, and it's a great question. So often we look into possible job applications or possible professional areas, and we forget to ask ourselves, is it the right field for me? So how do we know? I would say what we're looking in phlebotomy, apart from the professional skills that we can really teach, and it's a learned skill, we're looking at certainly personal qualities. And I would assume it is pretty close to what all medical specialties required. Some sensitivity, some willingness to help patient, patience itself. As you can imagine, as you mentioned, not so many people are comfortable with needles and you know, having a flip-bottom is staying in front of you with the needles, you know, okay, here we go. So having somebody who is sensitive, caring, and calming personality would be so beneficial. If you like helping people, if you're patient with people, if you would like to make an extra step helping somebody, that's what we're looking for.
0: And they're really, I mean, you, you think about all the little pieces, all of the little sort of puzzle pieces that go into the overall uh, sort of expression of patient care. Uh, the phlebotomist is is someone who who may be with a patient a very short time, but really presents, has the opportunity pr- to present uh, a, a healing and helpful face to the entire uh, process. So if that is something like somebody like me uh, tends to be uh, anxious about, that it can be a really <laughs> important part of the patient care experience.
1: Oh, you bet. Absolutely. Developing trust, de- showing the professional skills, and basically making very unpleasant experience more tolerable. I wouldn't say pleasurable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was, I was going to check you on that. I'm not sure that I would use that word.
1: Uh, no, probably okay. tolerable. However, <laughs> let me add one more thing. Think about phlebotomists as uh, a person who plays an important role in patient care from the point of correct, collecting the correct specimen, processing the specimen correctly, that would influence the patient treatment as a result. Mm-hmm. So that's an important role of phlebotomies in quality assurance and patient care.
0: Okay so we we know what it takes what you look for in terms of a, a you know someone who will uh, make a good phlebotomist. Uh what does it take to become a phlebotomist? Uh, is there a, a certain sort of experience you'd recommend in the healthcare field or are we talking about just if you if you have an interest and in, and in, uh, the right temperament that uh, anybody can jump in?
1: Well, I would say anybody who is looking into phlebotomy training, will find a right level of training at PCC. Depending on the level of involvement with healthcare industry, depending on your previous medical training or laboratory experience, students can really choose from three different classes. We do offer a basic phlebotomy training for students without any previous healthcare experience. And this class will prepare students to take phlebotomy certification exam, as well as provide clinical training introducing to healthcare settings. For someone who already has experience in medical field, we offer phlebotomy training for medical professionals. And this class designed for someone who already working in healthcare, who already working at the hospital, at the clinic, or any other.
0: So you're talking about uh, nurses and, and technicians.
1: Not necessarily including nurses and technicians, but even a medical coding specialist, Okay. Maybe not involved in direct patient care, but knows the healthcare institution and settings. Okay. So versus, say, having somebody coming from the insurance business who has no idea what's a hospital about. So that's what I'm talking about. So the class, the phlebotomy training for medical professionals is specifically designed for someone who is already introduced to healthcare and probably looking for additional training in phlebotomies or maybe refresh of phlebotomy skills
0: before we move on you mentioned uh certification uh, what is the certification that you're referring to and what does it do for for folks who um, uh, who go through the the training
1: certification for a phlebotomist is uh, could be could be national certification exam or state certification exam. Some states in the United States do require phlebotomists phlebotomist to be certified. Oh, okay. State of Oregon does not require certification to be employed as a phlebotomist. However, majority of our employers do prefer to have certified phlebotomists.
0: Interesting.
1: To... To pass this test, to take this test, let me rephrase it, you need to go to school. That's what PCC provides, a training, the class training, plus the clinical experience after the classroom training that would prepare the student for taking certification exam. Okay. The another class I wanted to mention to you is we also have a class, phlebotomy training for difficult draws. And that's kind of a higher level of phlebotomy training for somebody who's been phlebotomist for a while, who has a great experience as a phlebotomist, and possibly looking to move to more difficult patients as possibly children, pediatric phlebotomy, or older people, geriatrics patients.
0: So not just, you know, people like me who are generally antagonistic around needles. You're talking about real physiological challenging draws.
1: It's correct. (laughs) You know, antagonistic feelings, that's very common. Okay. That's what we really like about our students, that they learn how to handle the patient.
0: That's wonderful. Uh, t- talk to me a little bit about, uh, in your experience, the um, uh, the job market for phlebotomists. Uh, is is it a, a promising market for folks who who go ahead and decide they want to get professional training and
1: and get to work in the field? I believe so. I what I see the tendency and a job market in current days. What I see is very promising, at least for the next few years. As you know, economy is changing. It's really hard to predict. But if you look on a healthcare industry, our largest employees are probably hospitals and hospital systems. And what they're looking for is possibly retraining their staff or even hiring more phlebotomists to support laboratory services. The other opportunity is reference labs, or we call them commercial laboratories. An example would be LabCorp, Quest. And some many other laboratories that extending their services, they're growing. Their market share is growing. So that's another opportunity for employment. We also can talk about doctor's offices. More and more doctor's offices bring in phlebotomy in house, so to speak, offering blood draws at their offices for the convenience.
0: The patient. Well, I was just going to say it totally streamlines their operation when that's one thing that, that uh, you know, can, can get in the way of making quick decisions right in the office. It seems like a very efficient way to uh, expand the, the career field.
1: Absolutely. And it's really, I would correct you a little bit slightly. Mm -hmm. It is not really making a decision on spot. It is more convenient approach to patient care when you don't need, when a provider don't just see the patient, give patient the we call requisition form for the blood draw and sends patient away. But as I say, that's what I would like to test. Let's just draw your blood right here. So the patient does not need to go to a different location for the blood draw.
0: Oh, I see. But the blood still goes out somewhere else to, for processing. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. correct. All right. That makes more sense. Uh, well, this is uh, this is fascinating. So you you teach, uh, if I understand correctly, you teach three classes with, with uh, IHP. Is that right? Uh, I have here entry-level phlebotomy, phlebotomy for health professionals, and phlebotomy difficult draws. Is that right?
1: That's correct,
0: uh, where can people find you in action when do you uh, when are you actually on site teaching and and how can people uh, uh learn more about the programs you you uh, teach?
1: Well, the PCC website would be probably the best source for any kind of information. We have classes seasonal classes and fall and a spring, depending on a market and request, we can offer more classes for certain
0: and and each of these classes, how long is, is each of these uh courses that you teach? I mean, uh, are we talking one or two-day classes uh or or ongoing courses for a specific.
1: When, when we talk about a basic phlebotomy training, the class is ninety-six hours. So it it designed per convenience because most of our students have other jobs. Right. So and a, and a schedule is very flexible, we truly can feel if we have a group of students that don't have a job right now and more flexible, or if we have a group of students that really engage into different jobs and, and limited with their free time. So we'll flexible. Normally we would have two classroom days a week. Okay. And it's 96 hours. When we move to next level for phlebotomy training for medical professional, it's only 45 hours. Understandable because those are people that already work in healthcare. Those mostly students that already familiar with anatomy, physiology, so they don't need to have 96 hours of classroom. Sure. And when we talk about the difficult draws, that's the shortest class. We normally hold one-day session. As a seasoned phlebotomist, this group of people normally handle the basic and advanced phlebotomy very well. And all we talk about is how do we approach children? How do we draw blood from infants? What do we do if we can't find a vein?
0: how do you, let me ask you when you're when you're talking specifically about difficult draws in the classroom experience uh how do you actually facilitate the skills training f- in in that course is that something i mean do you do you use uh, is it a dummy based kind of a program do you have very small veins to practice
1: on Ah uh, that's a good question Pete and I may so make some adjustment in the future based on your question <laughs> no <laughs> we do have a dummy like you mentioned artificial arms i would address it but normal artificial arms don't really offer the difficult Draws because when you have when you address a difficult draws it is normally the smallest vein we're talking about right. infant we're talking about all the older people that have a collapsing veins so no this class specifically would be oriented towards the technique okay. what can we do to make this difficult draw easier for phlebotomists how can we enhance this vein how can we find the vein
0: okay. Well, I, as you can tell, I am fascinated by this whole thing, and I think this is, a, this is a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much, Dr. Heiss, for joining us and talking all things phlebotomy at uh, PCC-IHP. You're very much welcome, Pete. Thank you all for downloading and listening to the show. Uh, again, on behalf of Dr. Heiss, I'm, I am uh, Pete Wright, and uh, thank you so, for, so much for joining us for the PCC Institute for Health Professionals podcast. Uh, and make sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes, and if you have a moment, and a couple of free stars, we sure appreciate those five-star reviews in the uh, iTunes podcast directory. It is a great way to help others discover the show. We'll catch you next week on the PCC Institute for Health Professionals podcast.